Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in cowboy country. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. We're glad to be with you in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, and because of the internet, anywhere in the United States and anywhere in any country in the world that is connected to the World Wide Web. We bring you a message of hope and faith and consolation today from the Word of God. I'm so glad that God never changes. I'm so glad that that is our our rock. When everything around us is shaking and shaken, we can have this blessed assurance that the God of Israel changes not. Hallelujah. And that Jesus Christ is in fact the same yesterday today and he will be and is forever hallelujah praise god well friends of mine i'm i'm so happy to to be a living breathing testimony to that great fact today we've been studying the god of wonders in the scriptures and we want to continue that study today and we want you to know there is hope for you regardless of the circumstance or situation that you may find yourself in The scripture is very clear. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And it goes on to say that all things are possible to him that believeth. Hallelujah. So we want to have that kind and quality of faith today. That we can come to the word of God with a simple childlike believing heart so that there is we we won't begin to lean on our reason and our logic but simply on what he said glory to God and uh, I just believe it's going to be a blessing to you before we get into the message today let me give you the scripture if you want to be turning there we're going to read from the old covenant first exodus chapter 15 and verse 11 Exodus chapter 15 and verse 11. We would, however, invite you also to come to our website, type in THCOG and Google it. If you have Google as your search engine or any search engine, but it will take you to the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida. And we would be so grateful if you would come to our website, anything that you find there that would be, you feel would be of spiritual benefit to you. Uh, you're free to download uh, anything. And if you use anything that you've downloaded, just give credit uh, to Pastor Robert Venable, Pastor Evangelist, and, uh, 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 and to the Holy Church of God Incorporated right here in Tampa. And where this broadcast originates, where we have been uh, the senior pastor of this particular part of Independent Assemblies of God, known as the Holy Church of God Incorporated, for 43 years this month. Hallelujah. God has brought us through many things, and, uh, and He is continuing to show forth His glory and His goodness to His people. And we're so glad to declare Him to be the God that He was, He is, and He always will be. Amen. Well, having said that, if you have your Bibles in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 11, listen carefully on the subject, the God of wonders. Listen to what it says. Who is like unto thee, 
O Lord, among the gods, who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Hallelujah. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? When they, we see that term gods, it doesn't imply that there are other true gods. There's one true and living God. But it does uh, imply that men have made gods unto themselves, created gods like unto themselves. But our God, the true and living God that is presented in Scripture, amen, and is expressed perfectly through Jesus Christ himself, uh, this God of, of, of wonders, this God who reigns uh, without, uh, uh, without any rival, <laughs> hallelujah, He's just not the greatest of all gods. He's the only true and living God. He said things like this uh, about the gods who man have made up uh, out of their own imaginations and made idols to. And the idols they, they have made represents the gods that do not truly exist. And he said they have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. And they have hands, but they can't reach you, and they can't touch you, and they can't help you. That, that the distinguishing difference between the gods who man have made and the God who made man is always in the fact that he said his eyes are upon the righteous his ears are open to their cry, hallelujah, and his help is available to them who would call upon him and trust in him. Now, I want to say some things uh, that uh, obviously will be controversial, but I, I believe that the scriptures are very clear to support what I'm going to say today. Admit it or not, our Western world is now a secular, humanistic society meaning that man is supreme in all things. You know, in the last days, perilous times would come for men shall be lovers of their own self. If that was only in the world about uh, the, the Christian community, uh, it would be a, a very terrible time, perilous time. But it has crept into the church world today as well, that man is supreme in all things. Anything that is of a spiritual or supernatural nature is relegated to the movies, uh, i.e., the force uh, in in the universe, or 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 the 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 Harry Potter type of magic, uh, or the Disney magic, as well as out of the sphere of public reality and acceptance. It took about a hundred years for this paradigm shift to take place, but it has happened, and we are now in it. Even the most fundamental churches are of this secular bent of mind. For the most part today, although we may never admit it, the old days of thunderous revivals when tears of sorrow and joy flowed and people were physically shattered before a holy God are long forgotten. The best we can hope for anymore is for our numbers to increase as we concentrate on church growth instead of spiritual growth and the furtherance of God's kingdom. This philosophy has also invaded territory that is well in the realm of the Christian church, so that the majority of Christians in the West now look for nothing to ever happen that cannot be explained by natural means. 
You see, we talked last week and week before about a miracle simply defined as a supernatural intervention in the normal course of human affairs. Any experience, therefore, that is spiritual can amount to no more than a nice, warm feeling on one's insides that may come and go from time to time. I call it a, a liver shiver on Sunday morning, a little bit, a goose pimple experience of, of feeling God's presence, but not seeing His presence in power that is demonstrated, viable, visible, uh, a, a result of the presence and power of God in our midst. And yes, we are attentive to be always praying for the physical healing of our people, making very long prayer lists, but we seem to never realistically expect healing to actually happen unless by natural means. If it does happen, we seem surprised. Even the most fundamental churches are living in this vacuum of power that even though we preach and teach about it, but we rarely see that demonstration. Friends, I want you to know today that if we ever needed a demonstration of spirit and power to confirm God's word, to separate the God of the Christian faith from the gods who truly in truly do not exist <laughs> who is like unto thee what separates you what separates him among the gods that that are presented today who is like unto thee glorious in holiness fearful in praises doing wonders hallelujah where this god who answers prayer this god who answers by fire uh, on the uh, to the prayer of his servant in in the time in days gone by this god who is still answering prayers of his servants when we truly believe him and put our trust in him oh friend of mine there is none like our god and when he moves in this way in answer to prayer, distinct, direct answer to prayer, which is a miracle. It seems strange and unusual to many when they hear of outstanding answers to prayer or great miracles of healing or deliverance. But why should it? If Jesus Christ is real and alive today, these things should be commonplace. After all, Jesus did say in John's Gospel, chapter 15, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And again, he says, Whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. In order for him to keep these promises and fulfill these words to us, the words of our Savior and our Sovereign Jesus Christ, there has to be a supernatural intervention in the normal course of human affairs. The God of miracles wants to get involved in your life and mine. Any true answer to prayer is a miracle. To, to deny miracles is to mock prayer today. God has proved and is proving that he means business with us. But have we shown that we mean business with him? That is the crucial question that we have to ask when we see these scriptures in Holy Writ. 
Can we take them literal? Can we come at them with childlike faith without trying to use logic and reason? Can we really accept that the things that are impossible with men are possible with God and then take that a step further and where the Bible teaches and Christ teaches that all things are possible to him that believeth. It doesn't mean that we can get anything that we want. It means that we can get everything that he wills by believing him for it. Praise God. Amen. You know, the scripture's clear. I quote this often. And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of him. Hallelujah. We serve a miracle working God. And the God of wonders is the God that we serve in this very day. And they prayed for that demonstration. They knew the threat to the gospel was so strong and real. In, in the beginning of the early church, in Acts chapter 4, 29 through 33. I want to set this up before we read this text, the context of it. A lame man that everybody knew was lame, never had walked. He sat at the gate beautiful, begging. Peter and John passed him. They stopped and went back to him. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. And taking him by the hand and lifting him up, he said, In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he went with them into the temple, (laughs) running and leaping and praising God. And they were called into question by, by the religious leaders of that day. And they, they, they warned them not to preach or teach in the name of Jesus Christ anymore. And uh, they threatened them and they said they would have killed them. But they, could not, they feared the people because they could not deny that a notable miracle had been wrought in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is how they prayed and what they prayed for in Acts four twenty nine through 33. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that ought the things that which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. This call for God to confirm His word with signs following, to confirm His Son with signs following, to confirm the apostles' message, the gospel of Jesus Christ with 
signs following. Amen. This is a legitimate prayer to be prayed, not just for that generation, but for this generation, the gospel itself is threatened today. And here's the threat as I see it. It's not just the killing, although many preachers in many parts of the world are being slain for the gospel. But it's this threat of the gospel becoming just another man-made world religion. The Christian faith being relegated right alongside every other man-made world religion. We're a powerless God that is only uh, a figment of man's own imaginary instead of one who has revealed himself unto us and manifest himself to us and showed us his personality and character in his son, Jesus Christ. There's a similar prayer for demonstration of spirit and power of God manifesting and God moving in Isaiah 64 verse 1 through 4 Isaiah cries out and this was uh, the the religion the practice of of the the religious system that was in place at that time that a true religious system uh, uh, in the old covenant was being practiced but without the presence and power of God that's all it was a religious system listen carefully oh that thou would rend the heavens, and that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. And when the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, Thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a prayer. What a prayer. And, and what a challenge from Jeremiah 33, 3. And call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things. Hallelujah, which thou knowest not. And then verse 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, Men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for them that waiteth for him. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, hallelujah. The God of wonders is the God that we serve today. At many funerals, you've probably heard this verse 4 of Isaiah 64 quoted uh, because it is reiterated in the New Testament, where it says, I has not seen, ear is not heard, it's never entered into the heart of man what God hath prepared. And we generally use that for heaven. Not si We can't imagine what heaven is going to be like, but that's not the context. For the next verse in the New Testament says, But he hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. The context of the eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it's never entered into the heart, is this prayer for God to move, God to come down, God to manifest His person and His power. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I believe that there is a, a great need today 
for the God of glory to be glorified because of his presence and power among us and with us. The God of biblical times has not changed, but the 21st century church has definitely changed. And if we want to see true evangelism, and I'm going to go on record as saying here, the greatest miracle of all is when someone gets saved, when that heart of stone is replaced with a heart of flesh and we're translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. When we're born again, praise God of water and of the Spirit. Oh, friend, listen to me very, very carefully today. If the day of miracles is over, then no one could ever get saved. No one could ever come to Christ because the Bible said, no man comes unto me except my Father draw him. There couldn't be any conviction. There couldn't be any conversion without the expression of God's Spirit in the world working today. A supernatural intervention in the normal course of human affairs. Praise God. Amen. And when we see that once again, we're going to see many souls swept into the kingdom of God. There's no doubt that the working of miracles, signs, and wonders helped bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Praise God. The clearest examples are in Acts 9, 34 and 35 and Acts 9, 40 and 42. First, Peter is used as a vessel and a vehicle in the name of Jesus to bring healing to Aeneas. And in Luke it says, uh, and Luke says about that in the book of Acts, and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. And then Peter is used as a vessel in the name of Jesus Christ to raise Tabitha from the dead. And Luke says about that in the book of Acts, and it became known to all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go down a quick list here today. In Acts 2, verses 1 through 4, we see the mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, resulting in 3,000 persons being saved. Hallelujah. And water baptized. In Acts 3, 2 through 10, we see the paralytic healed near the temple. And this so astounded the onlookers that another 2,000 turned to the Lord. Acts 4 and verse 4. In Acts 5, 12 through 14, we see the apostles doing many signs and wonders in the name of Jesus Christ with the results that multitudes were added to the Lord. In Acts 8, 5 through 8, Philip preached down in Samaria. And his ministry was supernaturally confirmed with miracles and, and demons being cast out and healings. The response to this heaven-sent outpouring was that many gave heed to Philip's message and there was great joy in the city and numerous conversions. Praise God. In Acts 9, verse 32 through 
35, God uses Peter, as we said before, to heal the paralytic Aeneas, which resulted in all in these two communities, Lydda and Sharon, turned to the Lord. Praise God. In Acts 9, I'm getting excited about this. I'm sorry, folks. I just long to see this mighty move of the Spirit of God in the 21st century to distinguish Jesus Christ, to distinguish the God of of the Bible to be the true and the living God and to do it because of His manifest presence and His mighty power. Glory to God. In Acts 9, 40-42, Peter was empowered by God in the name of Jesus Christ to, to raise the dead woman Dorcas. The response to this supernatural event, as in previous illustrations, was that many in Joppa believed in the Lord. And it continues to go on and on and on. And we will note further in scriptural examples that this word in power ministry is energized and made effective through prayer. And when God moves like that in power and in demonstration, First Thessalonians uh, uh, chapter 1 and verse 5 said, Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. And in 1 Corinthians 2, oh, a lot of scripture today, but let's get a hold of it. 4 and 5, my message and my preaching, Paul said, were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but on God's power. Praise God. God is alive He is well. Jesus has been raised from the dead, seated at the Father's right hand, and come back to us in and through the Holy Spirit to be manifest so that the presence of God could be within us today, live within us today. God the Father, God the Son, through God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And because of His presence within His people, he is present here on this planet today. And, and I believe with all of my heart that we are going to see the presence and power and person of God manifest. Hallelujah. Because of the prayers of His people and the faith in His Word. And because He doesn't ever change. Today I'm a living, breathing representation of that power. Not because He just raised me up from a stroke in three days, but because He healed me of leukemia when I was eight, going on nine. Hands were laid on me. Prayer was offered for me. And God instantaneously healed me. And the explanation given by uh, Dr. Paul Menthorne in Tampa, Florida, when I was eight years of age, when they diagnosed the leukemia and gave me up to be destroyed by it without any bone marrow transplant, any chemotherapy, any kind of therapy. And when I went back after prayer and my, my healing was made manifest and evidenced, it was written on my report in that day. I wish I still had it today, but it was written on my report, Spontaneous Remission. No more cancer cells. Nothing but good blood within me. 
I'm turning 70 this month. God has has kept His Word and kept His covenant to a thousand generations. And I just want to encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you doubt that He could save you, forgive you, deliver you, set you free, change you from the inside out, that you would put your trust in the Lord today. That you would come to Him and repent of your sins and receive Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. And know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same God that we serve today. And He can do and will do the humanly, physically impossible. Hallelujah. Oh, someone said that you can't make a purse, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. God can do anything He wills, anything He has purposed, and anything He has promised. So come to this God through His Son, Jesus Christ, today and see what the Lord can do for you. And if you're a Christian today, Believe God like you've never believed Him. Reach out by faith to Him, and He will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Oh, friend, I'm excited about this year. I believe it's going to be a year of answered prayer and manifest presence. And I just pray that you will come back next week. Let's get back into the Word of God and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus. 